You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. What is the importance of the Sabbath? Learn more about rest in this message by Pastor Ryan Gidor. Tomorrow, I hope that you're excited to start your week. It's amazing once again to be gathered around. And I know that for the past uh, really a few uh, weeks that we did talk about, thank God it's what? Monday. The God who works, the work that works, and the man who works. And I know that God has blessed us with work. How many of you here, you appreciate your work? You're happy with your work. You're happy with your boss. Your boss is not happy with you. <laughs> Kidding. I know that we're really uh, thankful that God has blessed us with work. And indeed, we have learned that work is a blessing from God. The problem is when we work and it causes us to live in fear, anxiety, and worry. We work too much that we don't know that work is controlling us because we derive our identity and our approval from what we do. Some of you here, you think that you're just, what, working to make ends meet. But most of the time, you know that your identity and your approval is derived from your work because if you work and perform well, people will love you, people will accept you. And I want to tell you, and I want to burst the bubble, work, if you make it your God, will fail you. There is nothing wrong with work. It is not right and proper when we make work our God and our idol. Work is something good. But when we make work as an ultimate object of our passion, that is where we get into a lot of troubles. And thus, work is from God. But I hope this morning that each and every one of us will realize that when we work and make work as our idol, there is a tendency for you okay, to overwork. And in fact, there is a tendency for you to not be sensitive when to stop working. And a lot of us, we have been guilty of this, that we work and overwork because we think our work will give us approval, acceptance, and value. But we can only find approval, acceptance, and value in Christ himself alone. Can you say amen right now? And thus, when you know when to stop, it is a picture that you are what? You are relying on the capabilities of God. That after we've done what we have done, we can step a little back farther from our profession and our career, and we can go home and be with our wives and our children and be excited with church because we've done everything. And as I rest and take a break, let God do the rest. Amen. That is our faith. It is a response that as we work and we have given our all, we trust God that God is in control of our lives. Even God took a break. Even God took a rest. Even God took a Sabbath. Sabbath is commanded by God to be kept as a holy day of rest. As God rested from what He has created. And if we take a closer look, Sabbath is ordered in the rest of the Ten Commandments. The first commandment is what? It's for us to what? recognize God other than the other gods. That He is a God that we worship and we value. The second commandment is you shall not make yourself an idol. And thirdly, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Can you say amen? That God is our top priority and we worship God and no one else. 
I just cannot at times understand, glancing at the Ten Commandments, why would God insert that we need to rest? I do understand that we need to give God our honor and glory, but for Him to insert rest, as if it is a suggestion, and I want to tell you this evening, it's not a suggestion, it's a command from God. We do understand that God commanded us to worship Him, but side by side of God's command to worship Him is for you to rest. Isn't that ridiculous? That rest is above all the rest of the commandments after the fourth commandment. I would understand if you should not kill or destroy or murder someone or flirt with neighbor's wife. I do understand that. I do agree with that. It's a command and I, I would never reason with God but to rest. Lord, come on, give me a break. Why would you command me to take a rest? Thus, this week, I want to recalibrate their message and I want to tell you, thank God, it's Sabbath. Sabbath is a religious routine by the Jews in the Old Testament. And at times, when you're so legalistic and you're so religious, there's a tendency for you to adhere to what is commanded of you and we lose the heart why we're doing what we're doing. Do you understand? Do you know why you're doing what you're doing? You know why you're in church? Because somebody told me so. When I was still religious, in my past religion, I go to church because I'm required to do so. Let me be honest, because there are beautiful ladies right in front, and I would rather stay at the back. Do you understand? But I do things because it's required of me. Now I realize that being a believer and a follower of Christ, I, I, I do understand the heart why I'm doing things. And Sabbath or rest is not just a requirement that we need to adhere to. We have to know the heart. Why do you need to rest? Why do you have to take a break? Because when God admonished, required, and commanded the people of Israel when they left Egypt, say the word Egypt, they were not acquainted with the ways of God. They were working 24-7 with no noon break, and they went out of Egypt and embarked into a place where God has promised them. The Lord commanded them in the middle of their journey to what? To trust Him. And on the seventh day, God would provide a double portion of what they want to eat. But the people of Israel opted not to listen to God. Therefore, Sabbath is a place where the Lord has instructed us to trust Him because though you are at rest and are asleep, though you're taking a break, it is a response that, Lord, I don't want to go beyond what my boss or my company is requiring me to do, though I want to give my best, but I know when to step on the brakes and rest because I don't have to go beyond what I'm required to do because you are in control of my life. While we're, while we're resting, I want to remind you, God is in control of everything that we want to accomplish in life. You can really depend on Him. In other words, God wants a relationship with you. And that relationship is something that He wants us to trust Him. And this is why I believe this evening, for some of us that are working and we're working our butts off and we're saying, I need to do this for the Lord to prosper me. You check your heart. I know hard work can accommodate and pave the blessings of the Lord, but there is a tendency for us to go beyond hard work and we overwork that we compromise 
our relationships with our spouses and our children. Because I believe God wants us to understand that after our relationship with God, we need to prioritize our spouses and our children and our work and eventually our what? Our ministry. That's how the Lord would want us to arrange our priorities. So it is my prayer that you will understand what true rest and what Sabbath means for us today. Our goal is to understand what Sabbath means for us today other than the requirement in the Old Testament. There is a requirement, but today that's another story. Why I will unravel what the Lord has for us, resulting to a better rest and Sabbath days. And when we take a break, we see that life is something to be enjoyed. And when you take a rest, your perspective change and your bodies are recalibrated. Thus, when we return to do more work, we are productive. And I know that all of you here, you want to be productive. How many of you here, you want to be productive? Amen. Everybody wants to be productive. And I'm telling you right now, how many of you here, you have indulged yourself in a project or uh, 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 really a pursuit that you know you've done your best? You can take a step back farther and put a smile on your face. Anggaling ko naman. The people will give you a tap on the back. You will say and tell them it's for the Lord. But in your heart, you're saying, ha, 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 ha. Ko. Do you understand? I have those moments. Amen? And all of us are guilty of this one. Amen? So I want to uh, once again proceed to our text this evening. Please open your Bible to Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. After the Lord has created the whole earth, this was what he stated in verse 1, chapter 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. He finished. Say the word finish. And he rested on the Sabbath day or the seventh day from all his work that he had done. He rested. Hindi po dahil napagod ang Panginoon. And we'll talk about it. Dahil po ang Panginoon hindi napapagod at hindi natutulog. Bakit kaya? Do you understand? Okay. Natutulog bang Diyos? Okay. God doesn't sleep and he's, he's not tired. In verse 3, So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Made it holy. Say the word holy. Because on it, God rested from all His work that He had done in creation. Can we just bow our heads and close our eyes? Heavenly Father, thank You for this opportunity that You will continue, Lord God, to cause us, Lord, to Lord, be melted with Your love. That we can just take a break and take a rest and carve a Sabbath day. For some, it's Sunday. And for some, Lord God, they would prefer other days but the heart of rest, Lord God, is not just having a special day, more than a special day, that every single day and every day we can trust that we can rest in your power and what you've done on the cross. Thank you that you want your people to get to rest and trust what you have done and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Look at the person in your life, the other person, you look wonderful tonight. Ang ganda mo? Look at the other person. Tell the person, gaganda ka pa. May magagawa si Lord. I want to start in verse 3 right here. So God blessed the seventh day and made it because on it God rested from all His work that He had done in creation. This is what I call the law of first mention. First time for this word was mentioned in the Bible was in Genesis chapter 2 verse 3. 
pertaining to God's response to His creation and what He has created. God made it holy means the word holy is to what? Set apart. So when the Bible says that you are holy, you're not somebody who has a halo on your head. You are just an individual that is set apart from everybody. Pinili ka ng Panginoon. I'm telling you right now, if you're single, this is a nice tagline. Pinili kita. Do you understand? Ako pinili ako ng misis ko eh. I'm just kidding. But my point is, okay, please don't, uh, if, if, you're, if you know my wife, don't tell her. Uh, God made it holy. He set it apart. And that is just the value of, of rest that God created a seventh day and make it holy. Means to sep- separate horizontally and elevate vertically. And you can see that and witness that in church. That every Sunday, I mean, going to church is not something that you drive yourself to church, but it's a delight to go to church. Because you know that the seventh day is something that you have segregated, special to God, where you can worship God because of what He has created and what we have witnessed. This means Sabbath day is not necessarily Sunday. You can take a break, carve a schedule, but most of us working out there, the only day where we can take a back seat is Sunday. So going to church is part of your rest. It is not something that you're required to do, that you're delighted that you are in church. How many of you here you are delighted that you are part of this church. You're delighted that you are in a gathering, amen. That in this gathering, you can see who he or she is out there. Do you understand? If you're single, Sunday is a great day. Nandun kaya siya. Some of you, Friday, palang inaayos niyo yung damit niyo, okay? Para mapansin, okay? But my point is, I hope more than just fixing ourselves that we are excited for Sunday. And this is very, very uh, exciting to hear that in Exodus chapter 31, verse 12 to 13, and the Lord said to Moses, you are to speak to the people of Israel and say, above all, you shall keep my Sabbath. For this is a sign between me and throughout your generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. One of the reasons why man was created on the first day, amen? I'm glad, okay. So, I'm glad you're listening. I'm expecting that someone will say amen. Man was created on the sixth day. Why? Okay, Google it. <laughs> man was, was created on the sixth day so that he'll wake up and find God resting. If God's agenda is to tell man that work is my top priority more than rest, God could have created man on the first day. But God's top priority is before you work, you need to rest. Remember this. I want to tell you a secret. This is between all of us. Don't tell anyone about this. Promise? Come on now. Don't tell anyone about this. Promise? Look at the person on your right. Tell the person, promise. The secret is that productivity is only the byproduct of rest. The problem with us is that we want to work and be productive. And when the going gets tough, we call on God and we rest. It's too late to rest because the starting point of productivity is basking on the presence of God, that you have a collision with God. You have an encounter with God, that you, what? Witness God's goodness. And thus, when man woke up, he found God resting. Yes, I still believe in the concept of first impression, last. God is a God of rest. Thus, we can worship, elevate God, put God on a pedestal, and honor, love God, and revere God. Thus, Sabbath day is a day of reverence. We worship God and we revere His name and we honor Him. 
And I'm not telling you that you can only worship God on Sunday, but every single day you can revere the name of God because you know that in this moment of rest, this is where your spirituality is recalibrated. Every Sunday, I know we've been through a lot. Ang dami nating pinagdaanan, all the humps and bumps of life. And when you come on Sunday, you can, Lord, I, I don't know if I'm hearing you right, but let me calibrate myself like a microscope or a telescope that you adjust something that, that, that will cause you to see who God is. Because God is an individual who'd want to introduce himself with you, and he doesn't change. He's, he's, he's unchanging. Most of the time, it's us who's displaced from where we are and where we should be, where we can't really at times hear God and see God. So Sabbath is a reboot. Say the word reboot. And whatever we're doing every single week. So when you worship and revere his name, you're calibrated in your relationship with God. God becomes clearer. And when God gets clear, we can trust God. How many of you here you have friends na sobrang labo? Labo mo? Okay, our appointment is 3 p.m. Sagot niya, 4, ha, 4, ha, 4, ha, 4 p.m. Labo mo? Malabo talaga. Meron kayo mga kaibigan na pag in-invite mo, uh, can, can, we, can we watch a movie? Titingnan ko. Tingnan mo mukha mo. <laughs> you know it's not going to happen, am I correct? You cannot trust them. Dahil malabo. But with God, hindi po malabo ang Panginoon. Marami sa atin malabo. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all His creation that He had done. God used the seventh day to look at creation. And He was so satisfied with what He has created. How many of you here, you're good with crafts and, and with your hands and with projects, with activities? Anybody here? Okay, some of you, 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 you're good with your hands. You're, you, you can fix things. I know you'll, you'll get tired eventually fixing these things, cleaning the house. How many of you here, you love to clean your house? Galing mo maglinis, pristine condition. Anybody here? Pag nilinisa mo yung comfort room, pag dumaan yung nanay mo, kasama siya doon. Sa nilinisan mo. Nay, ang dominyo, linisan ko kayo. Do you understand? Um, we're, we're, we're just so caught up, okay, with, with cleaning. You're tired. I love cleaning comfort rooms. Not your comfort room, my comfort room. I love cleaning comfort rooms. And after uh, an hour of cleaning our comfort rooms at home, I would step a little back farther. And though I'm tired, I'm satisfied. How did you hear you've tried this? Try this after our service. When you take the jeep, take the bus, drugs. At the end of the day, all right, rock and roll to the world. Okay. Okay. Amen. Alright, my point is God stepped back a little bit farther and appreciated what he did. And he said, Man, I'm I need to rest. Not because he's starved, but because he enjoyed what he did. Amen. So Sabbath is a day of reverence where you can worship God and get to know God and grow in your understanding of where you can really enjoy God's word. For us today, it means the same thing. To rest is to remember what God has done and what the Lord has done in for, uh, uh, for us and through our lives. How many of you here for the past seven, eight months, though it wasn't a perfect life, you know God has been so faithful? Yeah. It wasn't perfect. And I want you to look back, and just like what I mentioned roughly about two weeks ago or a week ago, some of us are anxious, worried about life. The reason why you're worried, not because you're worried. The reason why you're worried, because you have overlooked thanking God. You don't have a grateful heart. When your words start thanking God for your life, Start thanking God for your boss, for your company, for, for, for your salary. Start thanking God for your looks. Lord, salamat sa mukhang to. 
galing nito. And because of that, we, we can just thank the Lord for what He has done in us, for us, and through us. The Sabbath day is not just a day of reverence, a day of worship. It's a day where we can enjoy who God is, a day of enjoyment. God said that He, what? He saw that what He had made was really good. In chapter 1, verse 31 of the book of Genesis, as God has intended us to do work, then at the end of the work week, we can say, Lord, I've done everything that I have done. Let me enjoy. Though it wasn't a perfect week, because you're real and you love me, I can say it was a great week. We can relax and rest for we know that God, I'm done. And I'm worried of deadlines, but I've done my best. As we rest, friends, God will take care of the rest. It is my prayer that we will be confident that as we retire from work, we can go home and enjoy our personal time with our lives. How many of you here, you have a me time? Men, me time. Kausap mo yung sarili mo. Okay? Konti na lang. Okay? Konti na lang. Okay? Bibigay ka na. But, but my point is, it's my me time. I talk to myself. And the wives, how many wives are in this room? I want to advise all the husbands to just send your wife to the spa with a simple massage or seven steps to beauty. Pag hindi ka convinced, 14 steps. I'm just kidding. My point is, or it's a personal time for your wife and, and yourself. I mean, some of you here, you, you jog, and I love running in my dreams. <laughs> and I want to run because I want to lose some calories. Do that. Some of you love to bike, you love to jog, you love to go to the gym. And it's work, but you feel rested because you are enjoying whatever you're doing. Now, some of you that are running, run to lose some calories, walk to smell the flowers. You understand? Where you pause for a while and enjoy life. For, for, for a specific day, let's say Sunday, where, you, where you're with your family over lunch and you discuss a lot of things, chew that food slowly. Nam-namin mo. You understand? Sarap naman ang sardinas. Okay. I mean, nam-namin mo lang. Napakasarap niyan. Wala ka namang choice eh. Pretend that you are enjoying what you're eating. Okay? But I want you to enjoy it. Because we are in a hurry. We rush into things. Why don't you just pause for a while? Because God is at work. God will, 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 will be uh, on top of your situation. God is in control. Why rush just like any other employee? You've done your part. Don't compete with the rest of the world. God is by your side. What are you worried of? Take time. Look at your wife. Pause and appreciate her beauty. And prophesy. <laughs> I'm telling, I'm, I'm, that's not negative, okay? It's from the word. You look at her. Ask her. Sino ka? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Appreciate her beauty. Enjoy that family time with your children. Do away with all the gadgets. I'm praying, I'm praying, and do pray for me. I'm tempted to, to check my phone, check my laptop, but when I'm with my kids, I want to focus on him or her 101%. I turn my, my phone off because I don't want to miss a, that, that chance with my daughter. Just this week, I, I dated my, 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 my two-year-old and my eight-year-old. It was a fantastic moment with them. And I realized someday there's a possibility that I will lose them and I want to take advantage of every opportunity. And I want you to always remind yourself to, to make the most of every opportunity with your loved ones. Because you don't know, you might lose them tomorrow. And I hope that this is not something that 
you're motivated to do because you, you're, you're, you're living in fear, but you're just simply enjoying the moment. I mean, it is also an opportunity to be with friends. You know what? One of the friends that I have are, not one, we've got 12 pastors here. All of them are my friends. I do enjoy, you don't know our pastors. We would hop from different offices and we would just crack jokes and talk about things in life and talk about our family. You are part of a church where pastors are not competing with one another. We enjoy one another. I mean, there are a lot of things to do. We have a Viber account where we tell jokes, talk about our preaching, and discuss about a lot of things under the sun. Because I am blessed to have friends more than just co-workers. I do pray and encourage you. And ask yourself, more than just coming to church, more than just attending your victory group, do you have friends in church that on Sabbath day you can call and talk to? Pwede mong utangan. I'm just kidding. Okay. One of the people I look up to was this movie, okay, The Charles of Fire. And this is a true story of this Olympian in 1924, Summer Olympics, by the name of Eric Little. He said, I believe God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast, and when I run, I feel his pleasure. Running for him is worship, and running for him is rest. How many of you here, cooking for you is rest? Some of you here, you love to sleep, but you're tired after doing so. How many of you have you encountered people? Pagkatapos magpahinga, pagising, pagod ako. May mga taong ganun, napansin nyo? May mga tao naman nakapagod kausap. After two minutes, how many of you, you've, you've seen people like that? You've encountered people? Parang, napakagod ka, gusto mong matulog. Wala na bang ibang kausap? And because of that, really, okay, there are moments in our lives that we get tired because we did not start our day with God. Some of you here, before you sleep, you need to pray that God will give you rest. But not rest in peace. Just rest that when you wake up, you feel invigorated and relax, and you can enjoy another day. Eric Little, after running 400-meter dash, supposedly he should be running 100, but it was on Sunday, and he was invited by a church to speak. He is guaranteed of a gold medal, but he opted not to run. He opted to rest and enjoy what he's called to do. He opted to run 400-meter dash. In fact, his coach said that he is in a way, questioning if Eric Little can win the race. But lo and behold, he won the 400-meter dash because he did not start his week struggling to win. He started his week resting in what God can do in him, for him, and through him. Ladies and gentlemen, you can rest. And you can be as productive than before because God is by your side. And he will be with you every step of the way. Can we give God the glory for that? And on the seventh day, God finished. Say the word finish. His work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work and that he had done. Sabbath is not just a day of reverence, a day of enjoyment. It's a day of what? Strengthening. Where you're strengthened inside out. And you're not just strengthened physically. You're strengthened mentally. And this is one thing that I've observed through the years of counseling people. Most people that are living in sin are people and who have committed sin are people that used to be tired. When you're always tired, you are susceptible to sin. You're prone to compromises. You're prone to doing things that you beg not to do because 
when you're tired, you give in to anything. I do pray that you don't have to wait for that moment, that every single day you're strengthened. The question that people have asked me, if you're telling me, Pastor, that God is on my side and God has blessed me and God has protected me, why do I need strengthening? Why do I need to be strengthened? Not because you're living in this world, but because I want to bring you to that passage of the Bible in Genesis chapter 3, verse 17, when Adam said, this is what Adam said to God in the Garden of Garden of, because you listen to your wife, if you're a husband, I'm just kidding. Okay, this is, that's, that's a wrong context, okay? Because you listen to your wife, but I want to ask the husband, so please listen to your wife, okay? The Holy Spirit can use them, but this passage in the Bible is something that we can, okay, we should not use in our marriages, okay? Because you listen to your wife and ate from the tree about which commanded you, you must not eat of it. Curse is the ground because of you through painful toil. You will eat of it all the days of your life. When man sinned against God, there was a decay in his system, a deterioration. Remember, man live with a glorified body. He doesn't need strengthening. When he entertained sin, that was the start of man's decay. And thus... It is where it all started. After the fall, because of sin and its curse, the human body was subject to decay and deterioration. Together with the rest of creation, mankind became prone to anxiety, worry, and fear. Thus, he labored in painful toil. But when the second Adam, by the name of Jesus Christ was introduced to redeem man from his fallen nature. He went not to the garden. He went to the cross and he said, it is finished. The reason why though we need strengthening because we are living in this body and living in a depraved world, you are an individual that has the capacity to be strengthened by God because you are not and no longer a product of sin. Though before you live in sin and the intervention of Jesus Christ rerouted your steps, that though you're bound for eternal damnation because of Christ's forgiveness on your way to hell and the death of Jesus Christ, you made a U-turn and be back in the garden again. I hope that before we end this week and start another week, you can fully appreciate that what Jesus did across rerouted your steps. Thus, you can be confident that you don't have to work for approval. You don't have to work for acceptance. You don't have to perform in order for you to get the attention of your boss because the Bible says, as you have worked and have done your part, the Bible is clear that it is. So you can walk confidently and you can rely on the finished work of Christ that though you do work, you do attend to your chores and your responsibilities, that though you can carve a day of rest, but every single day and every day is a Sabbath day. Because your inner man, more than just resting physically, you are rested in the finished work of Christ. Christ said in His Word, 
The son of man is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the man who is in authority that Sabbath was made for men and it was created to serve men. I hope this evening you have observed that when God created the planet and He has constructed the planet and He's a great builder, He rested because He was satisfied from what He did. And in my own translation, God could have said, I'm done. It is finished. Isn't it amazing that when God was finished with His work, He was fully satisfied? And when Christ forgive you on the cross, He also said, it is finished. God appreciated in the book of Genesis what He has created. On the cross, Christ, when He saw that He has forgiven you, He said, it is finished. He was fully satisfied of what He saw in you. Because you're back home, forgiven and accepted by Christ Himself. Can we give the glory to God this evening? Jesus removed the rituals, more than just taking the Sabbath as a requirement. But I want to encourage all of you to take a day off. Enjoy every moment where you can revere, enjoy, and be strengthened by God. And because of that, He will come to your senses that God is by your side and on your side and God will never leave you nor forsake you. Thus, you can trust Him that after you've done what you have done, Lord, you can say, take care of the rest. This is the moment where we can trust God. And I know that as we rest, there's a tendency for us to worry and be anxious if we're meeting deadlines. Give it to God. Some of you here, as you start your day, you can even concentrate in your time with the Lord. You can even concentrate in your Bible reading because you're so concerned about a lot of things. My advice to you, when you have so many bills to pay, bring it to God. Lord, mag-aasawa ba ako? Sabihin mo sa Panginoon, Lord, mag-aasawa ba ako? Inhabot ko na yung mga dinosaurs. Do you understand? Lord, last trip na to. Ano ba? Bring it to God. If you have frustrations and you're de- tell it to God. When you're bugged by, 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 by people around you, tell it to God. All your concerns, God hears and God knows your, your inner struggle and your concerns. Because as we rest, resting is very, very simple. It is an act that we do trust God. Because resting is trusting. Resting means trusting in the finished work of Christ. Our rest is in Christ. It is not just a break from weekly routines. But in all of life's challenges, we can find our rest in Christ. So today, if you're anxious, if you're praying for a financial breakthrough, just rest in Christ. You've done your part, just rest in Christ. If you're here right now, single, waiting for the right one, God bless you. But rest in Christ. If you're here right now, believing God for a promotion, you've done almost everything, rest in Christ. Don't struggle. Your ball game is totally different from how the world does it. God will promote you. God will not fail you. But a question I want to ask you tonight, are you prepared to rest? I want you, before you retire tonight, say a little prayer. Lord, I want to be rested in your presence. I'm out there tomorrow making ends meet, and I want to do my best. I want to perform. I want to be the best. 
But after what I've done, I know it's in your hands. Our advantage, church, is that we're never alone. We have God by our side, and we can rely on His power. The Bible is very, very clear in Colossians chapter 2, 16, 17. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow, say the word shadow, of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. What took place in the Old Testament is a shadow. Are you familiar with the shadow? Okay. A shadow is a what? A representation of the substance. And the Old Testament is just a shadow. Though it wasn't a perfect life, I know that I'm happy with this life. Same thing. When I tie the knot with my wife, you know, there is something I want to confess to all of you. I was courting her and I can't wait to have her in my life. And I was waiting for her to say yes to my invitation. I stole one of her pictures. Lord, thou shalt not steal. But I want her photos. Because I want to look at it, enjoy it. While I'm reading my Bible, I glance once in a while. And I just can't help it. But when I, I receive a booming yes to that invitation and proposal, I let go of the picture because I have the real thing. What we have right now and what we're enjoying at times is just a shadow. I want you to be guaranteed tonight that as we rest in the presence of God, there is a greater rest that the Lord has prepared for us. And thus, this is just a shadow. The day will come that as we retire from this life, we will be rested for eternity in Christ. And I hope you're excited of the day that as you go to heaven, you will meet God. There will be no bills to pay. There will be no suitors to say no to. There are no other commitments that you need to comply to. Because in heaven, we will be resting in the finished work of Christ. But while we are alive, we can enjoy the rest because we know that God has given us the grace to rely on what He has done. In John 16, 33, I have told you this thing so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So as you wake up tomorrow morning, I want you to look at the mirror and tell the person in the mirror that you, an, you are an overcomer because of the finished work of Christ. That though you see your co-employees advancing, your batchmates starting their own family, your younger, younger, younger sister is married. <laughs> to add to that she's pregnant, Lord, what are you up to? Rest. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Because that's not where we derive our joy. We know that as we rest, the following day, the following week, we can walk in productivity. The invitation of Christ, it is invitation. It is His invitation. Come to me all who labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest.
Resting is trusting. And you'll never forget because of the word rest and its acronym that we can revere, enjoy, be strengthened because we can trust what the Lord has done. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to struggle because Christ said it is finished. It's done. And there is nothing to struggle with. There is nothing to be anxious of because it is finished. Thank you, Jesus. Can we give God a glory for that? <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you. That more than just thanking God that it's Monday and thank God that it's Sabbath day. We can just breathe God's grace. And I want you right now to just take this moment. If you're anxious, you're worried, you're tired, you're restless. That restlessness was carried by Christ on the cross. If there is unrest in your heart, He carried the same unrest on the cross. And I want you right now, as you bow your heads and close your eyes, I want you to just exhale and just let go. Just exhale. Say, God, I'm tired. Let me cast all my cares. I want you to imagine that you have those concerns in your hand and you're throwing it away. You're casting it. You're letting it go. I want you right now to inhale God's grace and God's rest in your life. In a count of three, I want you to inhale. Inhale God's rest. One, two, three. Lord, thank you for your anointing and your presence in our midst right now that we can just enjoy this moment where we are rested in your presence. So if you know and you're familiar that for the past few weeks you've been so tired and restless, and there's unrest in your heart, I want you to raise your hand. Let me pray for you. Raise your hand as high as you can. Come on out. Raise your hand. Lord, for, the, for these hands that are lifted high, I pray that you give them rest. That more than just what we're called to do Monday in and Monday out, that we will always be reminded, I'm not doing this alone. I can rest in the finished work of Christ. God appreciated His creation. But the Bible says, when God and Christ said, it is finished, He appreciated His new creation where the old has gone, the new has come. He was not just fascinated with this world and what He has created. He is and He was fascinated of our existence. So I want you right now to tell God, Lord, I cast all my cares. Tell your cares and your concerns to God. Tell it to God. From work to relationships to your finances, cast all your cares. Lord, I pray right now that you relieve them from the burden and the load and how heavy it has 
It has caused us. I ask that you comfort each and every person. That we will rise stronger than before. And because we have rested in your presence, we can start our day right. You can put down your hands. Just bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're here right now, and you've been coming to this church, and you know in your heart that you need God, and you have been doing things on your own, some of you here, you're tired of sinning against God. And you have been asking, Lord, I don't want to do it again, but you have found yourself doing it again. You cannot, you cannot change yourself. You cannot break free from the slavery of sin. You need God in your life. You need Christ in your life. So tonight, if you want to come to know God and if you want to rest in Christ and you want to start all over again and you want God to change your heart and break the power of sin in your life, I want you to pray this prayer after me. I'm going to call Carlo to join me here in front. He will lead you in a prayer. And I want you to pray this prayer after him. This is a start that you can have a new life in Christ. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Pray this prayer after Carlo. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I confess. I confess. That I am a sinner. That I am a sinner. Needing a Savior. Needing a Savior. But thank you. But thank you. For sending your son Jesus. For sending your son Jesus. To pay the penalty for my sin. To pay for uh, the penalty for my sin. I believe. I believe. That he died for me on the cross. That he died for me on the cross. I believe. I believe. That you have risen him from the dead. That you have risen him from the dead. And I ask for forgiveness. And I ask for forgiveness. And receive him. And receive him. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. Let me rest in your presence. Let me rest in your presence. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Carlo. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.